Vomiting rainbows. This is episode 19, holiday comeback special. I know you can tell. It's, it's a little lengthy. We ramble a lot. A lot of tangents. A lot of tangents. In fact, I think we talk more to ourselves and catch up. We're like... I missed you over the break, man. Let's catch up. And, yeah. and uh, a little bit of content. Yeah, not, we, not too much. We talked about one story that ended up talking about Papa Roach, Marilyn yeah. Manson, and then led to Slipknot, which makes sense if, if you're into that kind of new rock metal. Yeah, and even, even our intro to this is just going to be long and lengthy for no reason. That's right. So check it out. Here it is, episode 19. Enjoy. Dude, we're back from the holidays. Uh, you know. It's a new year. It's a new year. Everything's changing. The world's changed. I'm changing. Are you changing? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm changing. seems like every day, like, I move a little bit slower, maybe. You know, I'm not as swift as I used to be. I think we that's been an ongoing theme of our <laughs> podcast, is how old we're getting. Totally. Um, yeah. But it's okay, because a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is Vomiting Rainbows. It's a podcast where I tell Mike stories that he knows nothing about, and then uh, he chews them up and spits them back to me. Yeah, and it's been, uh, it's, you know, over the holidays, I've been, I've been totally, like, in a bubble. I've been in, like, the holiday bubble, Christmas. Right. I, I have had no exposure to anything that's going on in the world That's at all. Well, uh, so let me put it this way. It's not good. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, there are a couple things that are, are have been going on, but I think my favorite thing that uh, um, is going on is, like, they're starting to swear in all the new congressmen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've seen a little bit of that, and it's, like, it's like just these random dudes, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And they're, like, a lot of first-time congressmen. Yeah. So they just line them up and start swearing them in. Like, yeah. Paul Ryan just swears them in one after the other. You know, Doug, I'll be honest with you. That doesn't concern me too much because I think politics in uh, in this day and age, I don't I don't know if there needs to be that much of an aptitude. You know, like I'm pretty sure I could be a congressman. Well, dude, Trump is president. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, anything. Uh, it's... Arnold Schwarzenegger just took over Celebrity Apprentice. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And so it was kind of like we lost a governor who used to be <laughs> a like celebrity – and We're got a places. celebrity who is now president. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy times. Yeah, so um, while we were gone, we got uh, a very big first for us. We had uh, a uh, another podcast write us and told us that they listened to the podcast. No. And uh, that they really liked how we explained Bitcoin. Doug, are you sure these just aren't friends of yours trying to make you feel good? No. Are you sure? This is this like a is, really... This is a podcast called All Really, A-W-E Really. All oh, Really? Yeah. They're my new favorite podcast. Yeah, and, and uh, it, uh, they explain uh definition of their uh, podcast. You got a burp or something? Yeah, bro? yeah <laughs> exactly. As rip, I, man. As, as I told you, on my way over here, I had a little bit of a troubling cab ride. Yeah. Like I, I, I was running a little behind, so I did the, you know, step on it type thing. Yeah. And it, it, I've literally never been so car sick in my life. Well, I, I mean, this I, and and you know how they have the doors locked. Yeah, I was like, if I have to throw up, no, yeah, yeah. it was going to just bounce off the window right back at me. But you have to understand when you tell a cab driver in San Francisco, like, hey, do get me there as quick as possible. You're the fare they've been waiting for all night because they're like, cool, now I can drive like a total maniac. I, and I have I have an excuse because this guy wants me to get there, right? So I mean, they, they live for that, dude. Uh, yeah, but I I normally I would have no problem with this, uh, and and yesterday, so 
also, while while we were gone, I got a new car. I saw a picture of that. I think you yeah. posted it online, right? Yeah, so I but got... You, but it kind of looked like your old car. It, it looks almost identical yeah, to my like old I was car. Like, did he just get the new model of his old car? No, but it's a Fiat. So the other one was a, uh, a uh, Mini Cooper. Oh. And so yeah, this yeah. one's a Fiat, but it's the Abarth version of the Fiat. Yes. And so what I... What does that mean? It's like super... It's got... It's pimped out. It's okay. like really a lot, lot more horsepower. Cool, cool. Um, so... I was, one of my friends was following me the other day in that car, and he was like, dude, you drive like a maniac. Yeah. Well, you so can I, in a small car. Yeah. But I figure, like, I can drive like a maniac, but when you're in the back seat of a cab, it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. When, when you have your hands on the wheel, you're able to do things that you just can't do when you're a passenger. When you're right. a passenger, it's, just, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Big time. You know, Doug, I've, I've noticed you're obsessed with small cars. I remember when the yeah. smart car... <laughs> I don't even think the smart car was released. We'd heard about the smart car. This is, I don't know how, 10 years ago. Right. And you were like, I got to get one of those. Like, like it was like, you're like, I'm yeah. going to get a smart car. I got to find a way to get one of those. Like, you're coming out, like, in two years. I'm going to get one. Yep. You never did, though. No, no. I uh, I was, at, at that time, when they finally came out, uh, my uh, then-girlfriend said that it was just not acceptable for me to be driving that car. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I, I know one dude who has one, and uh, he says that he feels very unsafe when he drives it on the freeway. Like he he goes, it basically feels like you're driving a go kart. It's so yeah. small. Well, so the Abarth doesn't feel that bad. Yeah, uh, it actually feels really solid and it's really fast. You could probably so fit your car in the back of my minivan. I probably. Could. <laughs> I feel like the two of us could probably lift it too. That's awesome. Yeah. You should try. Um, uh, yeah, especially yeah, I don't know if you saw that there was like this thing a lot like a while ago where um, a lot of people were tipping over smart cars all the time. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was like ridiculous. And so there's like I think there's a blog of like um, like smart car fail or yeah. something like that. And it's like constant pictures of smart cars like either turned on their top. Like yeah. a lot of them are turned on their top. Well, I, I remember I, I can uh, I can rewind my brain. I still have vague memories of uh, when I was in high school. Me and, like, you know, maybe, like, ten other dudes would be at a party, and we'd go outside and, like, you know, pick up someone's car, put it on the front yard, right. pick up, like, like we'd rearrange the cars in the neighborhood. So when you walked out, like, cars were boxed in on people's lawns, and it was shenanigans, Doug. It's just shenanigans. But if you're tipping over someone's car and doing damage like that, that's that's kind of messed up. We, we, would just, we would just, like, physically move the car. Right. You keep it on the on the rubber, you know, rubber side down always. Rubber, rubber side down. That's right, man. That's right. Yeah, they, uh, at, at my um, high school um, – it was like senior prank day. Yeah. And they took, I had probably the smallest car, of course, that anyone had. <laughs> it was an obsession back then. But I had, do you know Triumph Spitfire? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I had a Spitfire 1500. Yeah, I had a buddy um, who had one of those in high school. It's awesome car. Yeah, it's super really cool fun. car. But um, they picked it up and put it in the courtyard. Nice. So that was always fun. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, anyway. So you were about to burp, Doug, and then we were talking about this podcast that listened to us before yeah. it got derailed. Uh, again, so the the other podcast says that they are uh, a- aimed to explore wonder and amazement of the universe, everything through science, logic, reason, and rationality with the utmost intellectual integrity. Oh, wow. So it's absolutely what we're not. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm like, really? And they like our podcast? I, I, yeah, they liked it. I was so. thinking back about how we were discussing Bitcoin, and it was basically you, you know, you you explained it very clearly, me going, I still don't get it. Right. I still don't get it. Right. 
Like, for like uh, a half hour. You're like, that. that's really great. Thank like, you. It's like a universe of made-up stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so they got it. So That's cool, man. Yeah. That feels good. good. Right so, that, that, that makes you feel like a little bit less uh, intellectually in, uh, uh, with uh, utmost intellectual integrity. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like I do have intellectual integrity because my thoughts are my own thoughts, man. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do uh, a little move, and you tell me if you know what this move is. Okay. Okay, and just for everyone, you can describe what I'm doing. Okay. Doug is – he's he is uh, – he is he has his head down in his inner elbow and his hands are out there. That's called dabbing. That's dabbing. Everyone knows about dabbing. Yeah. I mean, so, if you don't know about dabbing, you might – I just – I don't know. So, just end it. So uh, there was this guy getting sworn in today, um, and – and his son was with him. Yeah. And holding the Bible. Mm-hmm. He dabbed and, with the Bible. And, and in the background, he literally dabs. Yeah. Like he's dabbing. And Paul Ryan turns to him and he goes, Do you have to sneeze? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, No, I'm fine. Paul and Ryan he, didn't know what dabbing was? No, he had no oh, idea. See? So his kid literally dabs like while like the world is watching. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and his uh, Paul Ryan then like kind of looked at him like he was nuts, but then the kid like was like, "No, I'm fine." And then he goes back to dabbing, like he's waiting for the photo to happen. Yeah, yeah. And his dad is looking at him like, what the, "What's what's my son doing?" Yeah, you know, dabbing is also uh, dabs are also like a, a a drug. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. It's yeah. like weed. It's like it's like it's like uh, I was about to say petrified weed. Yeah. It's, it's like weed oil, and like people, you know, if you're, you know what I'm talking about? Like they they smoke it with like a propane torch, and it's like all like super crazy. But that that I always think that's funny because I think a lot of people that are dabbing don't know about the uh, you know the, the the dabs. Yeah, they don't. The the dabs don't know the other dabs. The dabbers don't know about the dabbers. You know, it's kind of like a cross dabbing reality that we're living in. So but, uh, that's awesome. That's uh, you know I I, I don't uh, that doesn't shock me doesn't really bother me i mean the, the world is um you know the, the world's a different place now doug it's, it's 2017 it's a new uh year it's a new era it's uh you know dabbing is is uh the social norm i i feel like uh this just goes to show you how little the government offices are now being respected of course yeah yeah, yeah that's done that's yeah, over that yeah. that time has come and passed when when someone's son is dabbing that while he's getting sworn in at the White House, yeah, that's amazing. I don't, and that, and that, I think you you're kind of, you're bringing up an interesting topic because I, I think the thing is is I don't think a lot of people, uh, I I don't think there's been a lot of respect for the government for a really 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 long time, but people still showed respect. You know what I mean? Right. Like people might not believe in it anymore. They might realize it's just all kind of a big game. But at the same time, they still kind of had decorum. They still kind of had right. tradition, and they still kind of adhered to that. But I think now, especially like with the internet, I think it just changes things where people are just like like the kind of civ- civility is that is that, yeah. is that what I'm looking for? You know, the kind of um, traditions and stuff like that stuff just doesn't matter to any, anyone anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like there isn't any any kind of right way to do things because uh, you know everything's just kind of I don't want to say lessened, but it, it's just kind of um, it's kind of degraded into this kind of uh, tabloid type of reality. And yeah. anything's possible. Anything goes. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about offending anyone or, or doing something wrong because it's the internet and you can right. hide behind it. And it's just this, it's this whole different social dynamic. 
Um, and uh, lucky for us, we get to uh, you know see how this all plays out. Because we, once again, Doug, as you're saying, referencing to getting older, we are like that last link. We're like that both sides on the fence. Like like our generation is kind of we we know the pre-internet age. We know what that was like, right? Right. And then we also invented it, and we see where it's going. So you know, we I think we have a unique perspective on uh, on a lot of things. Right. You know, because because we're that last generation that can kind of really reference or understand what decorum in government actually means. Right. You know, because in the future, it'll be like, what? Why does that guy have his shirt on? I mean, it'll be like, uh, what's that movie that everyone always references? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I mean, it's I mean, it's you know, it's going there, man. Right. And and everybody talks in uh, like euphemisms and then they start talking in slang. Yeah. And then slang becomes the norm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and that's, I mean, I, I see it with my kids, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's just, you know, the, the old man in me wants to be like, God damn it. We need to, we need to, you know, we need to go back to the way it was. We need to gain our composure. But, you know, the, the, the sensible side of me realizes that just things evolve over time and society evolves over time and everything changes. And that's, that, that the only thing I really know, the, you know, the only thing I can really say is that, uh, you know, nothing will go backwards. Like right. it, just, it, it never goes backwards. It just go. It might go in a weird, different direction. It kind of might circle back, but things continue to move forward for better or for worse. Did Did you see or did you ever read the book Feed? No. Oh man, I might have. I think you reckon, but that came out a while ago, yeah. right? Yeah. I think you might have told me about that. Yeah. So it's it's. So about, I basically read it. Yeah. It's 2017. If my friend read it, I read it. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, and yeah. So the the whole premise of the book is you got a uh, an implant. And everybody gets a feed implant. Yeah. And they everyone can talk directly, talk to each other, and you can hear other people's thoughts. And, yeah. And it's all, it's, imagine everybody talks in the slang of how we text. Yeah. So it's very broken down English. It's not, not uh, very literate or, or knowledgeable. Yeah. And this one girl is her uh, father- doesn't allow her to get a feed and she really wants to get the feed and he like still uses like a typewriter and convinces her to be eloquent and yeah. all of these things and all of her friends are like yeah you know the, the thing that uh makes me laugh here here in this cause I, I i think i have read the book or someone's told me a lot about it um is that's what's going to happen, especially when it comes to handwriting. Like, like they don't oh. teach cursive in, in schools anymore. Um, and so you got to realize like, in the future, like, people aren't going to be able to sign their names. Like, like, huh. like you know, the, 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 the president will be, like, writing his name in block letters that right. will look like a third grader wrote it. The difference is, is that we won't know the difference. Like, like, like uh, it, it's, it's probably the same way if someone who wrote calligraphy back in the day, yeah. they would see how we wrote Right. And they'd yeah. be like, what are these people? Are they cavemen? Yeah. You know, so things continue to evolve. Is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. You know, I just don't know. Right. You know, I, 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 I can't um, I, I can't form an opinion on it. I can't judge it because it's, it's well, just evolving so quickly. Think about it from this perspective. When was the last time that you didn't immediately look up something on your phone on Google or checks the spelling of something through mm, Google? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely do it at least Ten times a day, right? But I try to use my brain. I mean, and, and I think the only reason I try to use my brain is because I have kids, right? And so I try to like show that that it's important to actually know things and be able to explain things. And I try to demonstrate that through right. my actual behavior instead of like you know. It, but but it's so funny. My kid pointed out the other day we were watching TV, 
and just the other day, and, and there's a commercial about like the guy reading a book to his kid about a whale, and he's like, and the and the dad's like, the kid asks a question like, you know, what's the biggest whale? And the guy stops and goes, you know, Google, what, right. Google, what's the biggest whale? And then like, the answer comes out, and then like, you know, the uh, they reads a little bit more. The kid asks another question, and yeah. like, it's like, do whales sleep? And the guy's like. Google. It's like, you don't know if whales sleep. Like, like, dude, like, I wanted to reach. And my kid's like, how could that guy not know that whales sleep? Like, like, how dumb is that dad? And I'm like, I agree. Like, 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 what, what do you mean? Like, like, you have to ask Google if, 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 if something alive sleeps. Of course it does. It wouldn't be able to live without sleep. I, I didn't know they slept. Do whales sleep? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> but my point is, is that, you know, we're, we're selling products now to parents that are raising kids that will answer every question the kid has. I mean, you know, like, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, well, and to, I don't know if you watched the other day, but uh, or were watching TV recently, but uh, when Alexa, they do all these Alexa commercials, and one of them is uh, this father comes in, like, kisses his baby and goes, uh, Alexa, can we hear a bedtime story? Yeah. Like, not even reading a bedtime story to his child, like, having Alexa do it. Yeah, it's creepy. It creeps it's, me out. It's like the, uh, what was the little robot movie where everybody's really fat and they're all, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wally. Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Same same thing as Idiocracy, but, like, everybody's, like, lethargic. Sloth, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and that's why I think, too, like, with virtual reality, that's probably where we'll head. Um, and then, you know, the, there's another commercial that drives me crazy. It's, like, with the dad... With the uh, the daughter whose like boyfriend just broke up, and then he sees the kid out in the front lawn. He's all, you know, whatever. Robot, turn on sprinklers. Oh right, right. It's like no, did you go down there and you scream at the kid? You go right. yeah, get in here, get in, and you give the kid a lecture about how to treat a woman. You pull you know? out a shotgun and you, you pull just... out the goddamn shotgun. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's that's a and learning then you end moment. up on this part podcast. Yeah, that's a learning <laughs> moment where like a dad can go down and talk to the boyfriend. And go, hey, dude, listen, like this is, you don't treat people this way. Like that's no. a learning moment that is past. To make a joke about turning on a sprinkler, like it, you know, and that and it, that it, it plays into the kind of passiveness that that we're heading towards. Like this, pa- it's just this passive reality. It's it's unbelievable. I'm so glad to be a part of it, though. Right. So we could you, be the last. We could be like some of the last thinkers, Doug. Did Did you ever have a moment where a dad like tried to intimidate you? Oh or, yeah. What What was the worst one? Um, there was this dude. There, uh, he was. What was his name? Um. I can't even remember, but there's this girl, Jessica. I think that's what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. And uh, she was super hot. Uh-huh. And I went over to her house to hang out, and her dad was like full camo, washing <laughs> his fishing boat, telling me how he was like in the army, like how, like yeah. you know, just giving me like the full like, and just really, you know, I, I guess he was the worst one because he didn't really have to say anything. It was just his look, uh-huh. his like. You know, his whole thing. And this is right. I mean, this is right when I walked up to the driveway, right? Like I'm like, hey, you know how you doing? And you know, blah blah blah. And he's Mike. I'm here to see Jessica, and and he's and he's like, "Why don't you sit there and talk for me? Talk to me for a little while." Oh, that's and, the that's always the best. Yeah, because like, you're like so because you know that like basically they're sizing you up, and you're like you're like this. You know that immediately what they're thinking is like this guy's nailing my daughter. Oh no, but this <laughs> so this is the worst part. So 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 it's like I'm out there for 20 minutes talking to him, and I, and you know I always had conversations with my dad, my dad's friend. So you know I could even at you know 16, 17 years old, I could have a conversation with an adult. It wasn't like right. I was like. Hey, dude. Uh, 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 hold on. Let me let me Google what to say to a dad. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, I, you know. It's just there weren't smartphones, there weren't distractions yeah. like that. So you know how to have a conversation with somebody. But you know, he did, he made it very clear, like, dude, I I will kick your ass. Like, I am an ass kicker, uh-huh. and you're on my ground. I'm the dominant dude here, and I will kill you. 
Right. Like it was it was very clear. And then so I go, so I'm like, oh yeah, so where's Jessica? And he's like, oh she's she's uh, sunbathing by the pool. Oh wow. And so I was all like, uh-huh. it was like this pause, and I'm like, well, should I like? Which, like, I don't know. Like, is this another, is this like a dad test where right. I should go like, what well, do you want to tell her to, you know, get a robe on or something? Like, I don't know <laughs> what to say to him. But so I just, so I just go, okay. And I go, so cool if I go back and get her. And he's like, yeah. And then, so what was funny was I went back there and she was like, oh my God, you're here. And like, and she went right. back clothes on. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, why are you getting clothes on? And I was like, eh. Yeah. You know, rapidly lost interest. <laughs> like, wait, your wait. dad's out washing his boat. He's got another 10 minutes on that thing, man. Yeah. We got some time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing crazy. Like, I, I, you know, nothing super crazy. I mean, I, I had, I had like, uh, adults, like, get in my face and threaten to kick my ass because they thought I was, I got a teacher's, like, in class, like, because I disagreed with them in class and, like, you know, they thought that was disrespectful, you know, right. and I thought I was just, that's, I thought that's what school was for, to, to throw out your ideas, you know, and, right. and I was told very, you know, very clear terms that, you know, I should shut my mouth, I should sit there, take notes, right. get A's on the test, and don't, you know, don't challenge the teacher, so... Uh, so that's what I did. I was like, all right, dude, you know, like, I mean, you don't have to spit in my face and like threaten me. (laughs) You got like all up in your face. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Started getting some coach mouth action going on. Yeah. 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 Man. Like you little, you're just a punk. You don't know know life yet. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'd kick your ass. You're sitting there trying to make me look stupid in front of my class. Like, you know, blah, blah. You got everyone else fooled. I would kick your ass if I was your age. So you know, I'm just all like, robot, turn on the sprinklers. (laughs) Totally. Exactly. (laughs) God, I wish there was like some technology, like a cell phone, where I could just go. Sorry, dude, and I'll just go play some game on my right. phone. Exactly. Crazy. Um. So, do you watch Survivor? No. Okay. Uh, but I'm aware of what Survivor is, and actually, Doug, I was uh, going to be on Survivor. Were you? Yeah, I was invited to try out for. Uh, I don't even know what season it was, but this was back when I was working for CBS Radio, and you cannot be on a CBS TV show. If you work for the the company, oh so, wow! So I literally was like swiped from the list, but they were all they they thought I would have been great on the show. They were all, you would have been great on the show. Like, oh, that'd be great, man! Blah blah blah. And, <laughs> you would have been voted off the island, like oh, first totally. person. First person, you would have gotten off the boat, and you'd be like, "Oh, do I have to camp? This sucks." Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, out of here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to eat what? What? Can you do that for me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I get McDonald's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You actually introduced me to a girl who was on Survivor, and we went out for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Shauna. Shauna, yeah. She was cool, man. Yeah, she was really cool. And I kind of think that, um, you know, it's a TV show. It's kind of corny, but I think that it. I think that the, there's something about the people that go on it, probably because they were considering mean to be on it, you know? Right. So, so I like to think, like, oh, you know, like, the people that they choose to be on it, they're, they're interesting people, you know, and they're put in interesting places, and they're up for adventure, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun show. I'm not anti the show. Right. Um, I just don't watch it. Right. So there's this guy who was on season eight in 2008. Um, he, uh, it was the, called the Gabon season. I don't know where Gabon is. Yeah. Even if I'm saying it right. But um, this guy is named Dan Kay. Um, and so this guy's like super religious. Uh, he um, was really accomplished um, and somehow just out he's 40 years old um and he just suddenly and mysteriously died Mm. they don't know 
Uh, they haven't. The family isn't releasing the cause. This is a this like he wasn't on Survivor. Like the the yeah, Gen X versus uh, millennials. Oh, no. No. Two thousand eight was on Survivor. And what has he done since then? In the last like you know roughly ten years. Uh, well, now he's like working as like some sort of liaison for MIT, according to his LinkedIn profile. Got it. But um, but he passed uh, away. Yeah, but before that, he was an attorney. Um, and he was on. He was like in the Civil Air Patrol. Huh. Um, and it was like on New Year's Eve. Mm. So the thing that I would think is if you suddenly die on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. that hints to me partying or something of that ilk. Or something they, gone wrong. Something, yeah. Like, and Yeah. And the fact that they don't want to release it oh. me, makes me think that it would be something unchristian. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Like, he, like he was found dead in like a really like a evil place. Like right. Some type like, of... you know, with a hooker and yeah. like maybe a needle in his arm or something. Yeah, yeah, I... yeah, yeah. This is all speculation on your behalf, Doug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going with. I'm, I, I you're immediately, going with your gut. I, I, immediately go to, <laughs> I immediately go to a dark place because if he was like rescuing a child out of a sewer or something like that, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it is, you know, the, the problem when a family chooses not to release the cause of death, right, is that it just leads to speculation. You know, right. I mean, that's the problem. Um, well, it's, it's like almost always that way. Like think of like when Prince died. Yeah. Or George Michael. Yeah. Uh, when he passed away. They haven't said exactly what happened, but they said that he had been depressed. He was home alone on Christmas. Yeah. And then he passed away. Yeah. And then they didn't release why. Yeah, and then they, then they said that he had a battle battle with heroin going on. Yeah, did you and, ever, did you see the last picture ever of George Michael? No. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's like I want to see. It's pretty crazy, you know. I mean, uh, I, I I I interviewed yeah. George Michael, and uh, he, you know, he was a, he was a cool dude, man. He was he didn't take himself that serious, you know. And uh-huh. I mean, you know, for for a guy like that, you think he might, uh, you know, with all the success he had, and he's kind of you know. You know, he, I would say that he's definitely an icon. You know, he's one uh-huh. of those iconic dudes. And um, but he was he was totally you know super down to earth. Um, he, he was he was a you know just a good vibe dude, man. Okay, so I'm looking at these pictures. What it's like him having dinner? There was some picture of him man, where he looked like he weighed about two eighty. Oh yeah, he looks he looks heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's ha- he's having dinner with. I, I assume this is his boyfriend. Uh, but he was at a restaurant in Oxfordshire. Yeah, I just hadn't seen him since he was like skinny wham guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I remember when when I was uh, little and like I was at like school and one of my friends came, said that like George Michael was gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I had no idea. And now I like watched the video for like wham. Yeah, and I'm like, how? Could you not know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Is it that? See, once again, that was a different time. It was a different I mean, time. There wasn't, you know, the like a lot of a lot of the kind of gay issues or whatever just weren't as prevalent as they are now. I mean, it was just, you know, dudes were. Du- I mean, I remember right. my dad specifically. I had a, you know, Rob Halford of Judas Priest. <laughs> I had a poster of him on a motorcycle, all in his leather, with like the whip in his hand. And, uh-huh. and I remember my dad like coming into my room and being like, like what, like what is, like what, what's this poster all about? You know, and, and I was like, oh, you know, it's this Judas, Judas Priest, like this metal band and. You know, he's just kind of like looking at it, and he could tell like he wanted to explain it to me, like he wanted to kind of be like, like explain like you know leather and like the the leather culture and like yeah. you know that kind of like the Folsom thing, you know. Right. Um, but you know, I was probably like in fourth, fifth grade. He's probably just like, uh, you know, like I'm not going to get into it. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, wanna... I think I think my my parents mentioned something. And I asked about it, and they're like, mm, "We're not going to go into that right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, we're nowadays, you know. 
you know, my kids are super young and they're like, hey, what's, you know, like it's so much more prevalent in media. Like, hey, what's a gay person, dad? And you sit down and you explain it to them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's not a big deal. They're like, oh, oh okay, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and I think that's the, th- I think that's one kind of really good example of where, you know, kind of communicating about things and having it kind of just, you know, all over the place has, has led to more open minds about it. You know? Yeah. Because back before when, you know, it's just like, oh, that's Larry. Yeah, when he gets drunk, he likes to put on a dress and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we mess around a bit. You know, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just kind of everyone kind of laugh it off, you know. But now it's like, hey, you know, like that, that's Larry. And, you know, Larry's actually married and that's all right, you know. So well, there you go. So anyway, this guy is apparently very religious. So I feel like something shady went on. Yeah. Um, and uh, you and he had something very much in common. He had a tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it said Carpe Diem. Oh, right on. I yeah. need to get one of those. I don't, I don't have a Carpe Diem tattoo. You should totally get one, like a little tramp stamp. Seize the day. <laughs> right there on the back. Right on back. your back. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be great. It is one of my favorite sayings. I had an English teacher uh, when I was a senior in high school, and that was like he, he had it on his wall, and he'd say it every day. Could you put, like, Carpe and then Diem? I don't know. No, it's too many letters. Is it? You could. I guess I you could like, put no. two letters on each knuckle. Yeah. Well, hold on. One, two. You, no, it's five and then four. Yeah, we're not going to put one on your thumb knuckle, bro. You could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> you could yeah, you could just go, like, you could do it like this. You could put it on the top of your. Yeah, yeah. So that they could see it. We should get and carp- then on the other one, you could have a smiley. We should get, uh, uh, like, unicorns vomiting rainbows with carpe diem tattoos. We should do that, Doug. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I know you're down. <laughs> I know, like, your number one thing is, like, let's get tattoos. I know. It always is because I, I just I love getting tattoos. So. Yeah, but I, I have no tattoos, and I don't think I'm going to get a tattoo. And I'm almost to that point. You know, like, most of my tattoos I put a lot of thought into, and uh, and I, it takes me a long time to get them because they're expensive, they're painful, and they take a long time to get, and I'm just busy, you know. Um, so I have about 10 to 12 tattoos that, I, that I've been wanting to get for probably the last 10 years. Right. Um, but I'm also at the point now where like I, I just I just want to like you know whatever like, like get carpe diem like just like just go like anytime I have a chance just go get Gumby tattooed on me like let's yeah. just do it you know I'm at that age and that sophistication level for you know? for for everyone who can't can't see what's going on here uh, we uh, there's actually a little Gumby attached to our mic so there you go he's pretty cute what he's advertising something too we can't see what he's advertising don't worry about it something media what else is going on Doug. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, Doug's getting yeah, distracted so guy, by the Gumby. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, uh, the other thing, just to kind of sum up Dan's final thing, um, he uh, uh, was not reported deceased in his town, so he died somewhere else. Whoa. Yeah, they tried to. They couldn't. Do you live in Disneyland? You know how they yeah. don't report deaths in Disneyland? Oh, right. Yeah, they take you out. Yeah. Yeah, that's they weird. They declare you dead off the park. That's so weird. That um, is weird. So yeah, uh, other things that are going on. Um, there's this a, a small child in Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and he uh, died at seven years old. Mm. And this one's like one of those ones that really, really annoys me because this is a family who uh, apparently they prayed over their son oh, no. while he and gave him medicinal honey. Yeah. And, like, he, uh, when they found him, he was completely in a bed soaked of vomit. And um, they, uh, the parents, he was covered in bruises. And he had uh, pressure um, uh, ulcers on the bottom of his feet. What now, does that pre- mean? 
So pressure ulcers are only they're only when you get when you're in that in a position that you can't uh, that you don't move. So he was like bound or something. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, but upright some somehow. Like he like he, normally when you get pressure ulcers, it's from lying in a bed and not moving. Yeah, yeah, like That's, bed sores. Is what yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing as bed on sores. your bottom of your feet. Though. On the bottom of your feet. So that's weird. That is weird. So I I don't know exactly. What are they saying? Like the like the the, the pressure ulcers were like Satan, like an exorcist or something. Like it does seem a people little people believe in that. I mean, like you know, this is the thing is I try to be respectful of people people's beliefs, and right. you know, if someone really believes something, it's it's very difficult to to sway them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, you know, and and when things like this happen, it's just you know, it's it's horrific. Uh, it's horrific that people can't distinguish their beliefs through actual harm of another human being, right? Like, right. You know, like, like I can believe that my son's possessed by Satan, right? And right. I can believe that I'm going to pray over him and, and get the devil out of him. I can believe that. Right. But, like, if I'm, if I'm bounding my kid down and, you know, he's vomiting and drowning or how, whatever horrific thing's happening and he's, it's causing him physical harm, like— what always boggles the mind is like they can't, <laughs> you know, see that. Like, right. like you know, hey, I, I may believe this, but if I keep believing this, my son's gonna die. I better stop and take him to a fucking hospital. Right, and know? so that's that's the other thing is this uh, the the court had said that there were multiple bruises, breaks in his skin, and uh, breaks in his skin over the majority of his body, bruising on his cheeks, forearms, chest, buttocks, and lower abdomen. Yes, yeah. See, so I th- th- they. And and obviously the pressure uh, ulcers um, uh, that are never present when somebody's mobile. Yeah. Uh, and so they basically saying that this kid was really not taken care of, like yeah, or, or or beaten. His parents, in response to that, said that his behavior had changed recently, and he was throwing himself down the stairs. Now I don't know if he was throwing himself down the stairs. Or, or, I mean, that seems like something. I, I, <laughs> I would have to agree with you, Doug. Uh, if you come across somebody who says like, oh, I, I fell down the stairs or, right. you know, like someone's pushing them down the stairs. Yeah. Someone is throwing them down the stairs. Like, it's not like you, you come across somebody and they're like, oh, what happened? They're all messed up. It's like, oh, I, I tripped. I fell down the stairs. No, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- th- that's, that's a big red flag. If you have, if you have someone in your life right now who's claiming that they keep falling down the stairs or tripping or, you know, like, oh, I, I you know, whatever it is, they need help. That, that like, that's code for someone is beating me. Right. He, well, so this kid also had pancreatitis um, and he, uh, the, they had seven other children and they had left uh, the child, the, this kid who was three, they yeah. left him uh, as sick as he was. Um, they went to a wedding and refused to come back, even though the 16-year-old was calling them saying that he, had, he was in much worse condition. Wow. Um, and then when they did get back, they did this praying over him thing and gave him medicinal honey. Yeah. And then they were going to w- wait how and see how that went and then take him to the doctor in the morning if, you know, he didn't get better. Yeah. But he stopped. He stopped breathing. So, you, you know, stories like this always trip me out, too, when it's like one kid is like this and then all the other six kids are like full, like healthy, normal. You know what I mean? Like right. the family has like the one kid that they just don't 
care for. Like, it's, you know, it's weird, man. It's like. And he was adopted at, like, uh, two years before that. Um, and they said. Oh, the, so this family's, like, adopting kids? Yeah. Just for, like, the, the, the assistance, the check? I mean, like, oh, like what? I, I don't think that. Uh, but I, it's unclear. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, too, is they said that, um, that he he wasn't eating. Um, but they saw him eat some Cheerios and take two bites out of a pizza. Mm. So they thought he was getting better. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where is this at? Minnesota. Minnesota. And this is, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you look at, um, yeah, I, I was afraid it was, like, going to be one of those scenarios that really bugs me when people are, um, I forget what it is, like Christian scientists or or, yeah. or whatever, and they refuse to believe in hospitals or modern medicine. Yeah, yeah that's like James Hetfield's uh, uh, family. Oh, that's like he was he was raised in, in that in that household. Dude, you're you're oh. just lucky you survived that yeah. stuff. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. It, listen, I'm a luddite. I'm not a big fan of technology, but I do. I still can acknowledge that there's been advancements in in medicine, like say penicillin or aspirin, that can like. Make my life a lot easier and save my life. Like, right. take advantage of those things. It's okay. It's, like, the devil is not putting those things on earth to, yeah. to harm you, you know? It, you know, especially when it comes to kids and stuff. Like, it's like, I get it. Like, you, you know, maybe you made it past 45 and you're kind of, you've seen enough of life and you get some kind of sickness and you're like, you know, I'm, I don't care, whatever. Like, you know, this is God's nature's way. This is how pretty much how long people should live anyway. Fine. But, you know, when it comes to a child, give them a chance to, to have their own life, right? I mean. Right. Well, yeah, so. So um, the family says that uh, uh, they were very the fa- the parents were very attentive, um, but um, that he they did this self discovery and I put this in air quotes because um, the police found no record of this at all from the adoption agency from his birth records mm. anything of that nature, but they said that. He was born with fetal alcohol syndrome mm-hmm. um, and that he uh, had had a severe brain trauma before they adopted him. Yeah. Um, and he also had some sort of major traumatic uh, um, learning disorder or something of that nature. Well, I mean, you know, that that listen, I mean, that all could be possible. This kid could have been dealt a bad card from the mm-hmm. get go. Uh, he could have, you know, it could have been a crack baby, could have all kinds of issues. Right. But, you know, it doesn't discount the fact that that he was in physical pain and needed medical assistance exactly. and you didn't give it to him i mean that you know a kid can have as many issues as as possible but when you're the parent and, and they're having you know they're having problems i mean you, you take them to to get help i mean that, that's 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 what being a parent's all about exactly and that's what they the the they're, they're getting charged with uh endangerment of a child um and reckless endangerment because of for that exact reason that they, there is no way that you could see your child in the condition that they said that they found him in and not think this child needs to immediately go to a hospital. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's another fun story. But, Man. I, you know, I think the best story. Um, it gets better. The best story is the fact that uh, guess who's who's out of prison for the first time. Oh, uh, I heard about this. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charles Manson. Manson. Yeah. Yeah, I can't so, believe that dude's still alive. Was he, like eighty? I, I yeah, and apparently he like got he's petitioned to get married and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's out. He's in the hospital after 
you know, being, I guess he's extremely ill. Do you know a lot about, do you know a lot of the details about the, uh, the Manson murders? Vaguely. I'll, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but not a whole lot. All I know is that they went into this house uh, and murdered all of these people. Like, yeah. It was like a gruesome gore fest. Yeah. Like, it was like one of the first times that they, like, the number of stabbings were like, it was like a major deal. Yeah. You know, uh, but the other thing, too, is uh, it was um, Roman Polanski's uh, uh, actr- actress wife, Sharon Tate, was the one that was murdered. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, she was pregnant. Yeah. And from she what was I understand, pre- pregnant. Yeah. From what I understand is that they, uh, they, cut the fetus out of her mm. and then wrote like they wrote all this crazy shit on the walls right in blood with like the baby's blood oh my god like is that not just you know and that's they, what i'm saying like, oh so the, like, the people, scenes were gruesome and the is that, is it, are you reading this right now i mean yeah. am i right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh it says the la pro- prosecutors say the manson family carved the word war into her to one of the women's stomach uh, and wrote the word helter-skelter in blood on the couple's refrigerator. Um, the family members also wrote the word death to pigs in blood. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and it, so it's funny. Obviously, you know, the Beatles, helter-skelter, uh, you know, the, like the, the kind of, I, I think Charles Manson was probably one of the first kind of psychopathic celebrities, right? Yeah. But when you really, if you, if you ever take the time to read about what actually happened that night and, the, and just the, the the uh the insanity of the crime and the and the and the, the violent the violence level of it i mean it's to me it's just it's still crazy when i see people you know walking around with his t-shirts on i i remember um hanging out with a system of a down right and uh their guitar player had like a like all these charles manson pictures like all over his like guitar cabinet and stuff right you know and it was just kind of like like I didn't, I, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, like you're a big fan of Charles Manson, like really, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like such an artist. He, he went on and on about him, you know, and like part of me was just like, like you're not 14, bro, like you know, like you're an adult, like you, like I don't know, like it was, it was just kind of, it's just, it was, it was interesting to me, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, you know, I, I get the uh, appeal of a crazy guy and wanting to kind of like be like, yeah, man, like I'm, I dig it. He's so crazy. He's wacky and right. he's insane. And who cares if he's a killer? And, you know, I, I get that dark attraction to things like that, but at the same time, like it's, I, I think it's kind of corny. Like that's really what I felt like telling the guy system of down was like, dude, that's some of the corny. That's like, that, that's, that's like possibly the most corny stuff you could have around your guitar shit. Right. Like, it's just corny, dude. Like, like what's wrong with you? Right. I, I totally agree. And then, well, the, then there's like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I, Paying homage, not corny at all. No, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Not but at you, all. you know that Mar- uh, that Marilyn Manson. You know that uh, uh, Manson never killed anyone. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't kill anyone. It was just his disciples who went out on this murder spree and killed everyone. Yeah, and uh, they were uh, so they had these all these people that were killed on the two days that, of the original murders. Um, they we're going to continue going out and kill like Frank Sinatra, Tom Jones, Elizabeth Taylor, Steve McQueen. And this is like kind I get the impression that during this era, like people celebrities' houses were just kind yeah. of easy access. Yeah, you like, live next door to them, definitely. Yeah. And now like everyone is, is got like, gates, man. Yeah, gates and guards and 
Even Marilyn Manson has gates. I'm sure he I, he might even have a guard. I remember seeing that guy. He, he put, do you remember the edge in Palo Alto? Yeah. I remember seeing. We, I, we went to the edge. Did we go we, to Marilyn Manson together? No, no, no. You took me to the last concert at the edge with Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we closed it down. We closed it down. And I sat next to uh, the, the uh, we were up in the area afterwards and we were hanging out, like having drinks or something like yeah. that. And uh, this guy came came up to me and I assumed he was one of your buddies. Yeah. And he goes, what did you think of Papa Roach? And I was like, nah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like rap meets metal. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is, I think it's gimmicky. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He go, I go, "What do you think of the the show?" And he was like, "Well, I, I liked it because I was on stage singing." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> you're all sorry, Kobe. My my bad, Jacoby." Yeah. And funny. then, the, and the they're be- great guys, man. I, I love those dudes. But yeah, yeah. One of the best moments was is like after that, like um. I went to uh, Las Vegas, and I saw Papa Roach sitting in the corner, and like they were like all hanging out like some VIP table. Yeah, of course. And I I walk up to them and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm Doug, Mike Mike's friend. Yeah. And he, they go they go, dude, I'm not gonna forget our conversation. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, dude, that was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe yeah. Even, maybe even more than that. And he and he goes. He goes, nah, it's cool. Like, we're fine. So we had, uh, like, we sat around and we talked for a little bit. And he's like, dude, we got to blow out. Like, their family was, they're, like, all married. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And so they were all going back to their hotel rooms with their significant others. But the best is he stopped, like, right at the end. He was like, we want to announce everyone the newest member of our band. Oh, that's awesome. And they, like, pointed to me. They're like, he's the only one here who's single. Take care of him. And then they, like, walked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just Locked to me. That's like, awesome. It was crazy. Yeah, it was that's, hilarious. That's rad. That's rad. Yeah, that's much better than my Marilyn Manson story. So, well, I, <laughs> what what went on with Marilyn Manson? No, it was just so funny because I, I I think I can't remember who he was opening up for. I, he might have been headlining. I don't know, but there was you know the edge probably held what six hundred people. Yeah, yeah. There might have been twenty five people there to see Marilyn Manson. No way. Yeah, and it was so rad. Because he came on stage. So, so before they come on stage, they're setting all their stuff up. And they're, like, all in, like, their kind of goofy stuff. Right. And they had um, they had a light bright uh, with, with uh, like, an anti-doubt cross, like a cross buster. Uh-huh. And then they had another one that said, like, no God. Like, I'm talking literal right. light brights in shopping carts with chickens, with, like, live chickens. What? In the shopping cart. That was, like, their, that was like their big stage gimmick. And that was it. And then they just came out and they played. What? That yeah. is the weirdest thing I have. Yeah, it was before they went on tour with Nine Inch Nails and everything. It was like when they were right. just starting. It. But but the thing that I liked about them is that uh, they were fully committed to like being like total, and they were out of their mind. I mean, they were drug using, like complete out of their mind dudes. But when they went on stage, they they were putting on a show. Right. Um, but I'll just never forget. Like before they came on, I was just kind of like. That's a light bright. That, like, like he probably sat there and put in like the little light bright things with the cross and yeah. like you know, like they're all. Could that, you could you just imagine them sitting there like? That's in what some... I mean. All I can picture them is like on the tour bus doing like mountains of drugs and just being like, "All right, we got the light bright set. All right, dude. All right, Twiggy, get a chicken. We're gonna put it in the shopping cart. And we're gonna set it up on stage. Where, where do we get a chicken? Yeah, and I remember just like sitting there, like looking at the stage, going like, "What." Is going like like what is, what is this? And then they came on, and then I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was cool though. I mean, Can you it, imagine the tour bus that they had though? Like, dude, where do you put a live chicken 
like when you're on like do you, did they have like a little pin? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I mean the, the assumption is that they would like, you know, they would like rip its head off and throw blood all over themselves, right. you know. I remember the guys in Slipknot, they would carry those guys were crazy and they uh one of the guys, I think clown or one of those dudes would carry a, he had a jar like a like a like a um specimen jar uh-huh. with an old crow in it. That was like decomposing, and oh he God. before he would before they would play, he would like open up the jar and smell like the uh, rotting flesh to make himself vomit oh. before he went on stage. Why? I don't know. I mean, c- because he was, you know, like because those guys are crazy, oh. you know. But they but they're the one band that like like did that stuff, you know. Like you know, bands always are like you hear like these like stories of like you know them being all into weird stuff, but like Slipknot was like the real deal. I mean, those guys were. I mean, it's still, you know, for the most part, are totally out of their minds. I mean, they break ribs, they break their legs, yeah. they were, you know, they jump off towers and, you know, smash their arms up and play in casts, and they just didn't care, you know. Yeah. You're just like because there are these dudes from Iowa that were just also <laughs> playing in front of forty thousand people every night, you know. Right. It was awesome. Um, by the way, just on an off note, did you know that uh, the drummer from uh, Slipknot just came out with a movie? course (laughs) and it's it's based on something called officer down like some sort of uh comic book okay yeah yeah well thanks doug good slipknot knowledge yeah just a little little tidbit i i I throw that in just because i literally what i was i was uh gonna watch the movie yeah um and before i i did that because it's like a graphic novel i thought marvel or something like that no, this looks like uh, a bunch of people got together with like some high def GoPros. Yeah, and like it has that realism that like it looks like a parody of a bad movie. Yeah, 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 it is yeah. So... They probably filmed it themselves. They probably, you know, yeah, they did not meet with anybody who told them yeah what they needed to do because yeah. it looks like ridiculous. What's it called again? Uh, it's called Officer Down. D O W N E. Check it out. You're like, this sounds horrible. I know, that I gotta, sounds awesome. I got to watch this. This movie sucks. It sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I'm yeah. totally going to watch it, dude. You're totally going to. I, that's what you should do is watch it and then tell us next next time. Do a movie review. Ep, ep, episode 20. How good is Officer? Go down by the drummer of Slipknot. By the drummer of Slipknot. So, yeah, that's our uh, that's our episode. Episode 19. Yeah. Uh, so, please contact us at uh Contact at vomitingrainbows.com or uh, find us on any social media. Uh, we Vomit Rainbows uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and please listen to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and uh, rate and review us because that gets us more followers and fans.